I think that from tip to tail, it would probably only take 35 minutes. Maybe 40 minutes, tip to tip. Tip to tip? Yeah, 40 minutes tip to tip. Docking style? Yeah. Moon landing? Is that what it is? When you do the one penis inside of the other penis? No, that's that's docking. Moon oh. landing is when you touch butt to butt. Oh! <laughs> okay. Some people also call it schnoodling. I don't know why. I prefer docking. Schnoodling? Yeah. Would you like to schnoodle with my dick? No, thank you. You boy or girl? <laughs> you never know. Ah, <laughs> like... Bees, CBs live in colonies, fuzzy MCs with a singer for emergencies. Cooperate to pollinate, never work alone. Just don't bring a honey home to the honeycomb. Thailand. So, what are your first impressions of Thailand? I feel like an extra in Jurassic Park. Because I'm looking at a plant with leaves like the size of me. Uh, we're sitting on the back terrace <laughs> of our bungalow. bungalow. Yeah, bungalow. Facing a babbling brook. It is babbling, isn't it? It's babbling away. It's real talkative. And some bamboo trees directly in front of us. Those classic finger-like leaves yellowing a little bit. The ombre, yellow to green. You can hear crickets in the background. Smell Jess's bug spray lotion. <laughs> it's floral. Uh, there's a lot of green. There's a lot of green everywhere. Yep. It's nice. Oxygen-rich environment. Yes, it is an oxygen-rich environment. And this is a place called Colanta. Not to be confused with Hotlanta, which is a whole other place. <laughs> How long have we been in Thailand? Uh, five days. Landed in Phuket from the Siem Reap Airport, right? Uh, Siem Reap to Bangkok, Bangkok to Phuket. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't spend long in Bangkok. We really just stayed in the airport. Yeah, so that doesn't really count as us being in Bangkok. Bangkok was fucking massive, though. I remember being astounded that it was just... Concrete jungle. Yeah, city as far as the eye. It was literally city to the horizon. I couldn't see anywhere that wasn't human settlement. Like creeping mold. Hmm. Like the Zerg in StarCraft. The movement. Zerg creep is what it's called. Only Greg is going to get that. I played StarCraft. I get it. You played StarCraft? Yeah. For like a year. Really? Yeah, in high school. You enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. I played Age of Empires for like five years. How come you never wanted to play Company of Heroes? It's, it's amazing. Because it's stupid. I don't want to play about like an actual war in like historical context. I don't, I don't know. It's you just... Know, it's fantastic. Wait a minute. Age of Empires is all about actual wars in historical context. Okay, I liked Age of Empires. It was a good intro. It was interesting to see the different military tactics and like i love to be the persians because they had elephants but i didn't understand the implications because again i was like 10. yeah those elephants are mistreated yes i know no i don't <laughs> mean like no i mean like the persian conquering of like certain you know worlds and things like that mm. but it, it was 
I really enjoyed playing with my brother. You know, we would both be Persians and our little elephants would battle and then, you know, but I love being the Persians because the elephants would just fucking rampage through. Rampage! Yeah, so that was fun. The Persians conquering world, I think, is the reason why there's so much Muslim influence this far east. What happened? Did you spill coffee? Spill my coffee on my ankle. Now I'm going to have ants. Because that's how you get ants. How far east did the Persians go? To the Indus River. So maybe they only made it to India. Never mind. Maybe then the Indians brought it with them with their own conquests as they moved east. Was it not with the Silk Road when like trade routes started to crop up? Because Genghis Khan knew nothing about it. He learned all he could from the trade routes that he established. Or was it his dad who did that? Genghis Khan Sr.? Yeah, something Khan. Gengathan Khan? No. Mr. Khan is my father. You can call me Genghis. <laughs> I like when you laugh at your own jokes. It's ridiculous. Anyhow. Bangkok civilization as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Yeah, we were there for a very short time. I sp- then, spent a lot of time recording airplanes landing and taking off for my video montage of flying from Cambodia to Thailand. Bro, you know you in Thailand right now. Man, come here to shit. And then I didn't use any of the footage because the planes were landing too far away. <laughs> and then on to Phuket. Phuket was interesting. It was a very strange group of people in Phuket. Once we landed, we got a cab ride in from the airport. It took about, like, what, 45 minutes, 40 minutes to get into town from the airport. Oh, yeah. Travel hack. There's a taxi stand at the airport, and they're, they're all meter taxis. And they were like, meter taxi? And we were like, no. And then we were asking for directions to go to the grab pickup location at the airport which is like uber and he said meter taxi is cheaper and i was like no it's not and he said okay how much is grab charging you and i gave him a number that was like four dollars lower than what grab was actually charging us and he was like okay okay i'll match that and i was like okay this is the first asian country that that's actually benefited us the first any country in croatia the taxi drivers demanded double what uber would give right and if you told them the normal price they tell you to go fuck yourself yeah they just like drive off in a huff yeah and then you'd like... like book an uber like two minutes later and another guy would come up and that, that would just be it so yeah <laughs> but anyways anyway yeah this is the first time that that has actually benefited us grab or ubers have always been cheaper I'm trying to position it as a travel hack that people can use but you did bring up that it usually doesn't work. So now that <laughs> the impact of my travel hack is kind of lessened. Mm, not a travel hack. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting fun fact. That thing Chris just said. Incorrect. D- doesn't work. <laughs> Enjoy. Have a good time. So you were saying it took us a half hour, 45 minutes to get from the airport in Phuket. Phuket Old Town is near the pier. Phuket itself is like a little island kind of. And... The airport's kind of on the northwest side of it, and the ports and the main town is in the southeast, southeast side, side of it. Of it yeah. So we had to cross from corner Sweet. to corner. And yeah, it took about 45 minutes. You got a little squeak? Yeah, it's okay. 
once we arrived, it was absolutely dead. Yeah, the town, granted, the town is so empty. Yeah, granted it was only a Wednesday, so thank goodness for that. Uh, we were talking the whole time that we were there. We were like, man, like, I thought it was supposed to be bumping, and we heard Phuket was like filled with Russian guys. Yeah. Like, there was very few people. Very, very few people. Yeah, I don't think that was a function of it being Wednesday. I think that was more a function of, like, we were in the Phuket Old Town, and in most places that we've been, Old Town is, like, the happening spot. But because Phuket's an island with a lot of really nice beaches, I think when most people say, I'm going to Phuket, they're not talking about Old Town. They're talking about, like, cool beaches Mm. scattered around the island. Mm. Super empty and very expensive for being Thailand. Everything was, like, the same price as in Europe. It was weird. Yeah. Phuket was an interesting crowd. You know, you'd walk down the street and you see some Chinese tourists, Korean tourists, Japanese tourists. You'd also see a lot of people from Europe, uh, Australia, from Russia, but each of them had their own vibe. Like you had like the touring couple that was like very like backpacky, and then you had like a group of really young like girls that would just be there to party, but there was no party to be had. <laughs> Yeah. You know, they'd get, like, super slosh on a Wednesday night, but the bar is completely empty. So, so they'd just be sad, all, like, dressed up for attention, but with, like, nobody around to give them attention. So, Yeah, just, like, the groups of guys that also dress up. One, you didn't two. see the three Russian dudes that, like, had, like, their hair, like, standing up on... And, like, they looked, they looked like 90s, like, you know, like, the spiky hair? Yeah. Yeah, they had that, and they had their little, like, long white shirts on with, like, symbols and things, and the little slanty bag pouch. Yeah, they looked like they were, like, ready for, like, a rager, like a rave. It was just kind of sad in general, everybody all dressed up and nowhere to go. We did get to play pool. Oh, wait, speaking of the, you mentioned that it was supposed to be full of Russians. Jess was like, maybe you should turn your fuck Putin bracelet around. And I was like, that defeats the purpose. <laughs> How's everybody going to know how obnoxious I am if I turn it around? But um, but actually, folks, no, but really it was how my, if the point is to make a political statement, I can't hide it when there's an opportunity to state my position. So I kept it out. I've not yet been confronted. I think anybody who is um, a fan probably wouldn't have left now that I'm really thinking about it. People need vacations. Yeah, I guess. Gotta go somewhere, like... Like, I'm, I, thought I'm, that, I thought that conscription was happening, so anybody who was, like, you know, for... The war? Yeah, when they, like, volunteer or whatever. I heard some something about conscription a little while ago. I don't know if it's actually in place, though. Everybody age 18 to 27 has, like, a mandatory one year of active duty, kind of like Israel. Or Taiwan as well, I think. South Korea. South Korea, lots of places, I guess. Mandatory military service for one year. So there you go. But if they've already done their year, then yeah, you'd have to be quite a patriot to be like, <laughs> I'm so for the government that I'm not leaving my country for vacation. Trudeau's not getting that out of me, that's for sure. You're too old. Trudeau doesn't want you. Piece of shit. I remember older people talking about partying in Phuket you know, from like the 90s, like Todd and I worked with a guy named Rick that had a hat that was like Phuket. And he was such a like a nerdy, 
white dude and he was a carpenter and he talked fondly about like how wild it was and when we got there and it was like a place that grew up and it just wasn't wild anymore it's just I mean, there are always ebbs and flows to places like that. Like, even in Hawaii, like, like sometimes of the year, it's really just not busy. I remember when I went to Hawaii with the girls, and, like, there were major clubs on the Strip, and we would go in at, like, maybe, like, 10, and it'd be dead. It'd smell like pee, and it'd be dead, you know? But Who's, who's peeing if there's nobody in there? <laughs> Was it you? But if you went to the, like, right club or right place, like, whatever place was popular then, like, it was, it was busy and it was fun, you know? So you had to find wherever things were actually happening. Mm. With that being said, I do think if we had been there when the weekend crowd came in for, like, three, four days, Mm. I think it would have been a different story. Maybe it's a little too far from Western Europe for that, but I think it's close enough to Russia that people who want to have a party weekend can come for like a three, four day weekend. But I'm not really sad about it. The only thing I'm sad about is that we missed the Saturday market, but we've been to so many markets. Like I'm sure it was just more of the same, maybe with different food. Yeah. Speaking of food, that was one thing that we did really enjoy in Phuket. Just found a restaurant in the Michelin Guide. That was really, really good. So I found this place called One Chun Restaurant, a cafe and resto bar. They had this sort of really huge extensive menu, which I'm starting to notice is like quite common in Thailand with a lot of the basics. But they had the first page as like they're recommended and there were maybe like five or six items on there. But the top two were the crab in yellow curry and this slow-cooked braised pork belly that just looked amazing. We ordered those, a papaya salad, and it was fucking awesome. Blew my mind. The crab curry, the moment I had it, it made me think of my grandpa's really old hands, like breaking and shucking and like peeling crab shells. You could see little tiny flecks of like the white crab meat, like all along his fingers and his hands. And it like the smell would smell delicious and it tasted like this to me. It, they would toss it in once the curry was ready. So everything was all boiled, basically just to toss it in just to get it to room temperature because the crab meat didn't taste overcooked, it wasn't oversaturated with flavor. And it was just perfect. It was light. It was fluffy. It was super delicate in flavor. But the yellow curry that came with it was nice and spicy, but like mild. It was, it was delicious. And then the braised pork belly. Now that was a journey. I, I think I actually cried at that one. It was just so good. There were like chunks of ginger, black peppercorn, star anise. And you could like taste this like sweet tangy sauce and the pork just like melted in your mouth i i I couldn't believe how delicious it was it also tasted like a long time like grandma's recipe like handed down it it just tasted like delicious deliciousness i had never really had pork belly before i met 
I don't. I didn't really. Yeah, I didn't know what the texture of pork belly was. Like, I'd never had it before, and most Canadians, I don't think, have. Well, all the Canadians at our wedding did. If that was their first time eating pork belly, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Because when I would think of like a pork side, it's like it's kind of fatty on top, and it's got that like really rich meat underneath, and yeah. it's stuck together. But, like that makes me think of bacon, which is not what pork belly is at all, right? Mm. But like a super rich, like fatty pork rib flavor. And um, that requires no oil because it comes out of the fat itself. And it's like this super yummy, porky oil. (laughs) Porky oil, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. But the one thing that I'm like a little bearish on about pork belly is it includes the skin. That like the outermost layer is actually the skin. When I had it in Vietnam, there was like little bristly hairs in it. It's a little bit, if it's not properly uh, plucked, prepared. Yeah. And so I was a little nervous about that when we had this one, but it was it was really good. Mm. But it's something that just like gets to me psychologically about that. It's right. just, just like the feathers in the Korean fried chicken that we had in. Uh, yeah, feathers Dine. are a little bit harder to ugh. get over. Ugh, ugh, ugh. It's so crazy how visceral of a reaction you get. Like, every I, time you think about it. I can, like, feel it in my throat when I think about it. Uh, Ugh. Yeah. Okay, well, let's not think about it. I'm trying to think about that restaurant. It was our first time really eating at a good restaurant because we only had eaten at the airport up to that point. And yeah. we knew we were only going to be in Phuket for, like, two nights, one day. And I really wanted to have some good Thai food. Yeah. And uh, this was some real good-ass Thai food. Yeah. Ironically, the like pork belly is more Chinese again. It keep, is. We keep getting that in places just because it's so good. Yeah. This was like a Thai spin. And there was like lemongrass, little oh, tiny lemongrass yeah. shoots in it that made it like nice and citrusy as well. So good. Yeah, the lemongrass and everything is really nice. Yeah, super good. You didn't really like the crab curry though. No, it kind of... It kind of tasted like a seafood market smells a little bit. Like I got the sense that they boiled crab shell to make the broth, and that's mm. just not my not my jam. Mm. So I have a hard time with the seafood. Uh, and probably like the the crab, like the yellow part of the crab as well to make the yellow curry. The eggs. I think so. When you say the yellow part, you mean the eggs. Yeah, the crab. No, no, not my. Sorry, no, not my jam. No, I didn't know that. Is that real? I don't know. I'm just speculating oh. because of the like the rich buttery flavor of the yeah, of the w- curry. So we divided and conquered. And I ate more of the pork belly and Jesse ate more of the crab curry, which was just fine for me. <laughs> which was just fine for me. It didn't taste very seafoody to me. This did not have damn no. taste. It uh, had fresh taste. I did a good job with the papaya salad though, because it came with dried shrimps. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the little dried shrimpy had a damp taste for me. And I didn't even notice didn't it like right that. away because I thought they were like raisins because they kind of had the texture of like dried raisins because they <laughs> dry the shrimps with the shell and everything, but they're really small. The thing is, is like when you don't know what you're eating, you're like, oh, everything tastes great. But as soon as like I tell you it's like little tiny shrimpies, you're like, I'm not having more of this. I did try a couple more after that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I tried because I, I recognized that if I don't, push the boundaries of my comfort zone, I'm going to miss out on a lot of culinary opportunities. So I'm, it's like stretching. It's like doing the, trying to do the splits. Like mm. I'm, I'm not going to achieve it right now, but I'm going to, you know, push yeah. it. A I'm not going to like it in the meantime, but once I can do it, it'll be good. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm just like stretching the bounds of that comfort zone. You really have been on this trip. I've, I've noticed. Yeah, it's there hard. are there are still lots of like no nos for you though. I watched a video of the river snail um, <laughs> stuff in Vietnam. Yeah. And Vietnam or Cambodia? In Vietnam. Cambodia is a lot more like legit, like you gotta scoop out this little snail. But in Vietnam, what they do is they like take the snail out, they mince it real fine, and they mix it with ground pork and seasonings and lemongrass and chili, mm. and then they restuff it in the shell. So when you pull it out, it's actually mainly minced pork yeah. with like some like river snail in it. And now I'm wishing that I had some because it looks fucking delicious missed opportunity but anyways so that was our phuket experience it was rainy we stayed at a little hostel uh had a delicious dinner at a bib gourmand restaurant then made our way to the phuket ferry terminal oh man we had such a bitch of a time booking that there's multiple ways to get to Colanta from Phuket. One is like overland where you go around a bay on a minibus, like a minivan type deal. Or you can take a ferry directly from Phuket City to Colanta. But the ferries are pretty expensive actually. It's like fifty bucks a person one way to get to Colanta. And I was like, this is pretty ridiculous for Thailand, like not what I would expect for like a one way ferry trip. Mm. So I looked at a lot of different websites and tried to like mix and match and figure out all this different stuff. Because there was a stopover in Koh Phi Phi, which is an island kind of on the way. And I realized that if I booked two one-ways, one to Koh Phi Phi and one to Koh Lanta, I could save like 20 bucks. Where it ended up being 80 bucks for both instead of 100 bucks for both. Which is, you know, every penny counts. But yeah, it was a bit of a fuck around trying to figure that out. I think I screwed with it for like two hours. Some of the reviews were fucking terrifying. Like... They made us sit on the floors, there wasn't enough life jackets for people, somebody almost fell off, like, everybody was throwing up. There was one review that was just, like, the engine stopped, and we basically just, like, all sat there watching them tinker away with the engines. It was, like, it felt like they were just slowly floating away into nothingness because of the big, big blue. But one of the better places was this place called Bundaya, and... We were fine. Yeah, except it was raining that day, and we sat on the only chair that had water oh, yeah. dripping on it. So Jess had to lay her jacket out over our backpack, and in the process of taking her jacket out of her bag, we introduced a brand new risk to the equation, and that was, of course, the risk of forgetting the jacket on one of the boats, which we did do, sadly. R.I.P. Yes. Uh, Patagonia jacket. Rest in power. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was that was a very sad loss. I am still mourning it, especially because it is rainy here, and I don't want to talk about it. It makes me sad. Yeah, Jess had a real bad time. So now my jacket is our jacket, but <laughs> Jess still hasn't fully accepted that as a viable alternative. But I understand, you know, it takes a while to love again. And yours was, it was a, just such a good jacket. It was the superior jacket, I know. And it was just such a good jacket. Yeah. It was the best. It fit me so good. It, it was so flexible with packing. It's just such a freaking good jacket. I'm very sad. But Chris did say the gods demand a sacrifice for the safe gorgeous... passage. Yeah, seriously, safe passage. The gorgeous gorgeousness that is Lanta. 
and the amazing deal that we have here and the beautiful experiences we're going to have if that's if that's the sacrifice that is demanded then i don't mind that being our sacrifice because if it wasn't something you loved it wouldn't have been a sacrifice right Mm. you know if we were greek it would have been like your child or something so you know i mean i suppose those are replaceable too in the strictest sense of the word yes i guess (laughs) (laughs) but we got on atlanta safely and oh we rented a scooter and the first place that we went to we were trying to negotiate so chris messaged the guy who runs the resort that we're staying at right now and he's like what's a good price and the guy was like 180 thai baht to 200 thai baht a day eight to eleven dollars per day Mm. in canadian and when we went to the scooter rental place we asked her how much it was because we told her that we'd be here for six weeks and she was like, well, scooters usually go for 200 a day. And Chris was like, can we do 100 So having that immediately. And the lady was like, haha, no. No, she's no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, she's like, she's like 180. We're, we're just yeah. coming into busy season. It's going to be super busy over Christmas. Yeah. Like, I'm going to rent this out later for more money. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just really outside of our budget. And I looked all sad. And I was like, can we do 130 a day? And she looked at me, and she was just like, yeah, okay, we can do 130 a day. Mm. And it was great, because that's 50 Thai baht under the quoted price from, from, from odd. odd. And she was really nice. And I ended up finding out that she has a daughter that I don't really think she looks like me, but she said that she kind of looks like me, and she showed me a picture. Maybe it was her demeanor. Maybe it wasn't just a picture. You know, like, somebody shows a picture, and you're like, eh. But, like, it's from interacting with that person makes them feel like they look uh, like you. you yes, know what yes, I mean? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, maybe that was similar. So there was a little bit of unconscious bias happening in totally. her that was just like, I already have, like, trust with this person, so. Asian privilege. You just experienced Asian privilege. You remind me of somebody that I know and trust, so I'm inclined to treat you a little extra special. Yes. Yeah. A little unconscious bias. How do you feel uh, about that? I feel like that happens in every ethnicity. I mean, are you happy that you've benefited? Yes. I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're happy that we both benefit. Because my privilege card don't work here. It's like yeah, your privilege card don't work in Southeast Asia. Yeah, if, if anything, it's kind of the opposite, which is good, honestly. Like it fucking should be that way. It should be that way everywhere. Yeah, except some tourist places are really like biased. It's, it's weird. So, it's yeah. like um, it's almost like cognitive dissonance. You know, it's like you're here for us to serve you, but also we want to exploit you. You know, we'll give you the best treatment out of everybody, but also give give us everything you have. That just sounds like business. <laughs> I'm going to treat you extra good, and you're going to fucking pay for it. <laughs> and then we came to this beautiful fucking paradise. Yeah, which only took us about, like, what, 25 minutes from the port? I think that from tip to tail, it would probably only take 35 minutes. Maybe 40 minutes tip to tip. Tip to tip? Yeah, 40 minutes tip to tip. Docking style? Moon landing? Is that what it is? When you do the one penis inside of the other penis? No, that's that's docking. Moon oh. landing is when you touch butt to butt. Oh! <laughs> okay. 
Some people also call it schnoodling. I don't know why. I prefer docking. Schnoodling? Yeah. Would you like to schnoodle with my dick? No, thank you. <laughs> you boy or girl? <laughs> See, you never know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you saw an illicit transaction at the restaurant. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. There's this dude walking in with, like, Oakley shades and that's how you know he's evil (laughs) and he sat down at the table behind chris and i was facing the dude and the girl was back to back with chris he kept on speaking in russian to his phone and i thought he was like recording voice memos to like his family because like that's just what you do you just record voice memos and you send them back but no he was hitting translate button and then she would read it and then she would translate something into her phone in thai and then hit the translate button and he would read it and they both laugh together and do whatever. And once they were past the menu, he propped it up like a divider. And I saw him slide over like this giant wad of cash, like all brown Taiba 1000s, just like rolled up. And then she like took it and put it in her purse. And I was like, ha, I just saw some things. Maybe it was buying a boat. Is that what we're calling them in these days? A boat. <laughs> they say there are only two days where a man enjoys a boat. The day he buys it and the day he sells it. That's sad. Yeah. You know what's <laughs> funny to me? When we first got to Southeast Asia, I was super cynical. And mm. the more time we spend here, the more cynical you're becoming. <laughs> oh, and when we went to the gym, so we applied for a gym membership and Chris is doing Muay Thai... The guy who registered us, he had to ask for our personal information, and he asked me, you boy, you girl. And I was like, I'm girl. <laughs> well, it's very nice of him to ask. I mean, yes, don't, don't you know, don't assume my gender, but also, it's, it's hard to tell here, I guess. Very common to have gender reassignment. Yes. Very common. Yes. So, thank you, but also, do I look like I could be boy? Honestly, or yeah. do boys look yeah. too much like girls? That's what it is. Uh. It's not. It's not a commentary on you. It's that mm. they're like you literally cannot tell. Mm. Like they would make RuPaul's Drag Race look like Saturday Night at a small town in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So now I'm doing Muay Thai. Yeah. In Thailand, which is super cool and and also super basic, and I get that. But still just too good an opportunity to pass up. Like, there's a reason why everybody does it. It's just super cool. So I'm going all Jean-Claude Van Damme and kickboxer. You teach me Muay Thai. I want you to teach me Muay Thai. And I want you to teach me Muay Thai. (laughs) So six weeks every day except Sundays, more or less. And today we're going to go in the afternoon. So our situation here is pretty, pretty fucking ideal, to be frank. Um... We already described this, like, lush, kind of, like, rainforest-esque setting. The beach is all, not quite white sand, but, like, beige sand, like, you would expect maybe in Hawaii or in northern Costa Rica or something. We managed to get a deal. This is a travel hack right here. Travel hack. We looked up accommodations all the way around the Andaman Sea, which is like all of Thailand is kind of like a giant bay in the Andaman Sea. 
And we kept coming back to this one place because it had like five star ratings and wonderful reviews, but it was just a little bit outside of our price range. Yeah. We were trying to aim at under 40 bucks a night for yeah. accommodations and it was like 60 or something. We were just like, ah, we just can't do it. Like it's pushing it. But even after looking around all of Thailand, it was like the best spot we could find is these basically kind of like chalets. Like we described it as a bungalow, but it's a little bigger and a little nicer than that. Very close to the beach, you know, like a 10-minute walk to the beach um, or five-minute scoot nearby. Scoot, 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 And nearby is this restaurant called the Diamond Cliff Restaurant. Yep. Propped up on the cliffside overlooking this beautiful ocean and beach, like I said, 10 minutes away. And it's owned by the same person. And we found this place on Booking.com, but we learned in Croatia that Booking.com takes a massive percentage of the booking revenue yeah, that happens through their website. 17%, right? Which is just crazy. They've really got this industry by the balls. They've got a monopoly, I think. So we've, we found out that by reaching out directly to the people, you should be able to negotiate a 17% discount yeah. if they, they're losing that to booking.com anyway. Pretty much, yeah. So now whenever we book anything long-term, we always reach out to the people directly. And so far, I think we're batting a 1,000 in terms of getting a discount. So here we saved like 30%. Yeah, basically, which is massive. And we've got breakfast included every day at that beautiful restaurant. You know, if you were to order off the menu, like 12 bucks per person per day. It's like, yeah. just crazy. Like, it, is, it is crazy. So over overlooking one of like the nicest beaches that we've seen on this trip. And it's on the less occupied side of the island. Where everything is so lush yeah. and clean. And yeah, so it's just a 10 out of 10. Mm. And like not what I pictured when I was imagining Thailand because yeah. it's so lush and so nice and people here are so kind. But also this place that we're in is super affordable. The restaurant's really good. Like we got our gym set up. I'm doing Muay Thai for six weeks. Jess got a regular gym membership. Yeah. And the roads are super empty. Yeah. So it's just been really fun to like zip zap zoop around on our little scooter bike. This place honestly feels like such an oasis. In a completely different way than we've been able to experience our trip so far. It was like I expected Bali to be, but it wasn't. Right, yeah. It's. I mean, fucking, yeah, take my Patagonia jacket if that's what you need for us to experience this. Yeah, super worth it. And we're spending Christmas and New Year's in this place, and I'm so grateful that we are now. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of having to, like, jump around or move or try and achieve something like this yeah just for christmas organically yeah yeah. this is outrageous yeah this is way better than the first place that we booked when all the way back in croatia when we were just like yeah thinking about you know going to the north and then coming to the south yeah yeah Yeah. this is this is way better this was a win it's it's really funny we were so set because all of the reviews kept on saying you know like stay by long beach stay by long beach but now that we've been able to like zip up to the north where the large supermarkets are yesterday we passed by the resorts that are on long beach and it's just like dry and arid and and so touristy so touristy and like super dusty and like constructiony yeah i i'm so glad we're not there yeah this specific location might be my new favorite place in the world Mm. It, it could potentially unseat costa rica the only downside is that I don't speak the local language, but we're even starting to... You're picking it up really fast. Dabble. Yeah. Trying. But I refuse to get a whole new language app subscription just for one language. (laughs) 
Freaking get with it, dueling. Get on it. Fox. Um. Fox? <laughs> so, that's our life here. Yeah. Pretty cush. Pretty cush. We tie every morning at 8.30. Gym every morning at 8.30. Dinner overlooking the ocean every evening. Free like, breakfast. Giant, giant breakfast. Speaking of that, that's what we're going to go do right now. Have a shower yeah. and... Head over to the, the Diamond Cliff for some free breakfast. Hopefully we can go exercise at 4 o'clock. Yep. Hopefully my gym people won't be too annoyed that I'm trying to, like, high-grade them to a private class because I know I'll be the only one there at 4 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I didn't mention how much Muay Thai has been kicking my fucking ass. Oh, yeah. I can barely walk and have been able to barely walk for the last three days. But I bet Jess that I'm going to be able to do the splits by the time we leave here. And if he fails and can't get his groin to touch the ground during in his six split, weeks. Yeah. in six weeks, he has to put underwear on his head and do, do a little do dance, a funny dance for a week. Every night for a week. Song and dance with underwear on his head for a week. Not in a sexy way. I also can wear pants, but it's just, <laughs> it's just intended to bring shame. <laughs> and, it, and it will. Welcome to marriage. <laughs> The hospitality in Thailand has been amazing. Yeah, it has. Like, even just starting off with landing in Phuket and going to the phone booth and, like, getting free elephant pants. Oh, yeah. When we go, when we signed up for our cellular plan, yeah, we went to the booth in the airport. We bypassed the rinky-dink little third-party SIM card provider because we learned our lesson in Vietnam. <laughs> Not like, did you see the group of people around those? Yeah. Members? Yeah, suckers. Um, and we went outside <laughs> the gate and straight to the actual provider. And they had a promo on where we got free elephant pants with our subscription. And because Jess was so sad that she didn't get free elephant pants, they just <laughs> gave her some too. Yeah, what color do you want? You can also have elephant pants. That was so funny. They were like, they were like, okay, well, if you sign up with us, you also get a pair. And I was like, oh, I don't need it until like mid-month. And they only have the deal at the airport. Yeah. So so, far. Yeah. (laughs) So far for us. And yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe I can share your elephant pants. And you were like, no, they're mine. And the ladies laughed. So then they were just like, okay, okay, you can have your own. What color do you want? And they opened up a whole new bag for me. Yeah, now we have matching elephant pants, right? Yeah. It is very high on hospitality. You know, I don't think it's just because I'm Asian. I think it's also because I'm pretty cute. Ah, but part of privilege is that people feel that you're pretty cute. And that's contextual. That's true. That's true. But I think I'm, like, genuinely cute. You are. You are. I'm not (laughs) denying that. That crosses cultural boundaries. Yeah. I get what I want. universally cute. Yeah, I get what I want. Pretty cute. So this is Colanta. Yeah, this is Colanta. Seriously, fucking paradise. I'm going to learn Thai so that I don't suck. (laughs) So that I don't suck. Just, like, in general, as a person. And I'm going to be a killing machine by the time we leave here. Like, what What more do you want? Nothing. Nothing so, more. Except for me to stop kneeing you in my sleep. Oh, my gosh, yeah! The very first day that he learned Muay Thai, that night, fucking just, like, took it out on me. Just, like, a knee straight to the ribs. Yeah, and it's only going to get stronger. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Okay. Okay, let's go get breakfast. Yeah. How do you say goodbye? Lao pop kan krap. Really? Yes. I thought it was the same as hello. Nope. Swati. Lao pop kan krap. Lao pop kan krap. Yeah. Oh.
girl said ka and boy said ครับโอเคไปแล้วปับกันครับถ้าตัวพี่อยากได้น้องพี่ก็คงต้องมองมองถ้าน้องไม่ทุงไม่ทักพี่ก็คงต้องลองลองถ้าเธอยังคงไม่มองพี่ก็ต้องอยู่กับพองพี่ก็ต้องอยู่กับพองพองพองพอง Look at me, the mama, I'm made with the broccoli. Now shout out to my people, said they love us to my colony.